mask, but not everyone says they will. After Governor Newsom announced he'll lift the mandate next week for people who've been vaccinated. I didn't think it would be this quick, especially because uh, they just required masks again. I prefer us to have masks still because I have family members who are really old and I don't want them to get sick or anything. The U.S. is offering a reward for information on ISIS leader in Afghanistan. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The $10 million reward is for information leading to the arrest of those responsible for the August 2021 attack at Kabul airport that left 13 U.S. service members dead. It would also pay out money for information on the location of Sanala Ghaffari. The ISIS-K leader is responsible for approving all operations throughout Afghanistan. The group is responsible for some of the deadly attacks there. Peloton is swapping out its CEO for Barry McCarthy, who served as top dog at both Spotify and Netflix. The Wall Street Journal says it will also cut about 2,800 jobs to make up for falling demand for the bikes. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger. The company seeks to cut about $800 million in annual costs and also reduce its capital expenditures by about $150 million this year. New research suggests common over-the-counter pain relievers could could raise your risk of heart attack and stroke. CBS's Vicki Barker. The researchers recommend that people who regularly take Tylenol, Panadol, and other analgesics containing acetaminophen go for the lowest effective dose for the shortest possible time, especially if they already have high blood pressure. Oprah has just unveiled this month's book club selection on CBS Mornings. It's called The Way of Integrity. Martha Beck who has been a spiritual counselor, guide for me for years, has shared her words of wisdom over the years and has really compiled it all in this wonderful book. S&P futures are down two. Dow futures ahead eight. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy in labeling. We can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. How many subscriptions do you have that you never use? We all have them. Streaming services, gyms, even monthly boxes full of goodies. But more than half of U.S. adults who pay for subscriptions have a tough time getting out of them. Visa and MasterCard are trying to make that easier, but I know some merchants are not necessarily following the rules or, or making it all that customer friendly. Bankrate's Ted Rossman says it's a good reminder to look through your bank statements. Making sure that everything on there is legit, that we're still currently using, and want to continue to take advantage of. And if you sign up for a free trial, make a note to cancel to avoid any unwanted charges. Monica Ricks, CBS News. 
Hyundai and Kia are advising almost 485,000 owners to park their cars outside because they can catch fire even when they're stopped. Recalls are the latest in a long string of fire and engine failure problems that have plagued the automakers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy in labeling. We can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Time is running out on your chance to enter the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. Every time the score changes, somebody's going to win $50,000. That means every touchdown, field goal, 50 Gs. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half million dollars they could use toward their dream home. Get in the game today. See rules. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority ends 11-11-22. Equal housing letter licensed all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities would not offer a sponsor's promotion in any way. Day. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Los Angeles to face the Rams in Super Bowl 56. This is the first time since the 1988 season that the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl. Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 56 is brought to you locally by Higher Choice Auto Service Center, White's Mill, and Red Brick. Tune in on February 13th at 2 p.m. on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere, whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there. How are you doing? At one of our 200-plus care sites across the state. All right. Let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finestcare. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2000. 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategy Stock Market Report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an accountant number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. 
Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. I-N-E-P-T E-N-F Tech Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, as we go into the ninth week of the season, your Oysters still looking for that first win. You know, it's hard to believe that we done played eight ball games already. You know, one thing we haven't done this year, and we need to, to do that, is look at your stat sheet and see. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if we need to do that because, you know, statistics is for losers. Uh, but as long as you brought it up, where is that stat sheet? We would like to take a look at some of the numbers and. Speaking about numbers, you know, you got numbers all over them stat sheets, and we got a real fine statistician, a fellow named uh, Norwalk. Numbers Norwalk, you know, numbers. He's been here a long time. He's, he's worked with numbers his whole life. He's a transfer from over to Casino State. You know, uh, we run across numbers back in, I believe, 1977 when we went out there and played Casino State, and, and he, uh, he was, he was uh, fond of using them numbers on them little bitty slips of paper, uh, and we transferred him over here because he was such a good uh, whiz at numbers. Most schools have their statistics on computer now. Are you computerized in your department over there? Well, we, no, we don't got our statistics on computer. We got them on these uh, sheets of paper right here. And every, every category you'd ever want. You got attempts, we got completions, we got yards, we got sacks, we got fumbles, we got interceptions. It's all here on these little sheets of paper because numbers does such a fine job. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, stats. Uh, let's take a look at some of the offensive stats. since uh, They we are have pretty offensive, ain't they? We have fewer of them to, uh, to look at than we do defensive numbers. What about your quarterback? Well, uh, that's a boy named of a 12, third and 12, and you probably uh, could guess that he's a leading passer on the team. He's got the most completions. He's got the most yards, but there is kind of a, something that sticks out on a, like a sore thumb on the sheet. And what's, uh, what's that, Coach? Well, uh, no touchdown passes and 23 interceptions. That's not uh, exactly the ratio that you want when you're coaching. We'll be back to look further at the stat sheet with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show this morning is proudly sponsored by Vanilla Sweet Cream Cold Brew Premium Coffee Drink. Sponsored? Sponsored. Oh. Thought we had a new word. Clean your ear. Um, okay. <laughs> And we're back with Coach Turf looking at the Oyster stat sheet following the loss to ESP. What about, uh, what about your rushing stats, Coach? Well, I'm glad you uh, looked at that on the statistics sheet because uh, we've done set a school record this year so far. Most folks carrying the football, 17 already, in not but eight ball games. And uh, I see old Fumbles Freeman down here has more fumbles, and he's got yards. And 
Unfortunately, he's got to stay on the team because his daddy gives more money to the Alumni Association than anybody. Let's flip it over. Maybe the defensive stats will look a little bit uh, better. What about I, your... Uh, I done flipped it over here, I, and I see good old Bags Bogurski. He's our defensive tackle, you know, Bags. We call him Grocery Bags. See, that boy is about as wide as he is tall, and it's fitting that a boy named Grocery Bags would lead the team in sacks. I see a category here, Coach, C and B. I've never seen that on a stat sheet before. What is that? Well, you know, everybody on the ball club has got uh, something in that category. and I believe we lead the nation in that, and that's cuts and bruises. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH In spite of the weather, the snow remaining on the ground and the temperature, looks like a rather nice morning out there. 21 degrees, sunny, or gonna be very quickly. It's trying. Headed up to 41 today. We'll get some more melting. And 51 tomorrow. Yeah, boy. Hey, we got a free-for-all today. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Today is February eighth, folks. February eighth. Boy, the, the the days are flying by, aren't they? Here's one I don't understand. Today is National Kite Flying Day. Okay, I, you know when I think of different national this day and national that day, I, I would think it'd be something that could be done more everywhere, right? But, yeah. But uh, I, I can't see going out and flying a kite today here in southeast Ohio. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that was meant for warmer climates. Well, duh. I mean, no, I, not duh. I duh? wouldn't fly one today either. No, I meant in warmer climates. Well, duh. Duh. <laughs> okay, you messed me up with my own thing. All right, well, cool. oh, we got a caller already. Good morning, you're on the air. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. I've, you know, listened to your weather report. Yes, sir. I'm reminded of my grandmother used to say, this weather does this pneumonia weather. Well, it, it fluctuates from hot to cold to warm to cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she always said, well, it's pneumonia weather. It's hard to figure out exactly what to wear, isn't it? Oh, I tell you what. But it's southeast Ohio, so you don't know what you're going to wake up to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But that's got to go with the flow. Friday, they say 56. Well, I'm ready, but I just wish Monday, next Monday, be warm, but it's going to be supposed to be like the 31 yeah. degree. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay. 
But no, you talking about the kite flying? We always flew them in March because of the windy weather. Uh-huh. So I don't know why they made today kite day. Well, it is. It's also National Boy Scouts Day. Now that one—that's okay. It's yeah, I was a boy, yeah, I was a Boy sa- Scout when I was younger. Safer Internet Day, United States. Safer oh. Internet. Okay, I can do that. And National yeah. Iowa Day, state of Iowa. Yeah, well, I kidding you. I remember one incident. <laughs> boy Scout when I was—we went to a camping trip. Well, boy, a juke, a ju- Jamboree, they called it. Yes. And, you know, I took fruit, cantaloupe, and apples and oranges and grapes, and, you know, other food. Sure. But I started, I wanted cantaloupe, so I started peeling it like an orange. My scoutmaster said, oh, wait, Don, wait a minute, look here, this is how we're supposed to do this. And he showed me how to, how to do it. I was going to peel it like an orange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The sun just boomed through the clouds a moment ago here in our studio. I'm going to have to throttle it down. Um, it's just too bright now. But, yeah, uh, it's bright out here. It's been bright all morning. I live off a rapid road now, and it's been bright all morning. Well, congratulations. I'll, I'll take that sun. That makes the heat. I got you. We'll take every bit of it. Yes, sir. Well, y'all have a I just wanted to throw that in there about what my grandma told me once. And Do it one more time, Don. Said this is pneumonia weather. The that's way right. It, that's they, right. Yeah, the way it fluctuates. Okay. Hey, thank you. Y'all have a great day and who day every day. Yeah, but, baby. That's right. It's coming up. Who day them bingles? <laughs> who day? Who day? All right. We'll uh, call back in if you some if you think of something else. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nine seventy W A T H and um, ninety seven one on the FM band as well. Um, I guess you figured out by now. <coughs> Excuse me. We have um, during that uh, couple of days that were. Extremely cold and icy. Uh, both of our FM stations, that is to say uh, 97.1, which is us, and um, 105.5 WXTQ, were off the air because of a heavy coating of ice on the antennas. So then that created a problem and it would like um, back feed the power back into the transmitters and if we had allowed the transmitters to continue it would have caused damage in the transmitters reflected power we call it so uh, we had to shut them down but we're pleased to say everything's back to normal now well as normal as it ever is here <laughs> Anyway, we have such a great staff. All right. Um, So this morning, all of three of our stations operating at full um, capacity. There we go. See here. So I said it's National Kite Flying Day, which still makes me scratch my head a little bit. 
National Boy Scouts Day, Safer Internet Day, and National Iowa Day. So there. What about historically this day in history and all of that? Oh, here's another wonderful thing. 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, is beheaded at Fotheringhay Castle. She was 44 at the time after being convicted of plotting to assassinate Elizabeth I in the Babington plot. Beheading. Okay, 1672, Isaac Newton reads first optics paper before the Royal Society in London. Eighteen oh seven, the Battle of Elau, E Y L A U. I'm going with Elau. Ends inconclusively between Napoleon's forces and the Russian Empire. Meaning, the first battle, Napoleon, is not victorious. 1960, Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom issued an order in council stating that she and her family would be known as the House of Windsor and that her descendants will take the name Mountbatten-Windsor. Nineteen seventy-one. On this very date, NASDAQ Composite Stock Market Index debuts with 50 companies and a starting value of 100. My times have changed. Okay, time for Scott to help me out a little bit. We got some famous birthdays and, for that matter, some famous deaths to bring out. Um, let's start with, um, Dmitry Mendeleev, M-E-N-D-E-L-E-E-B. He, he was, was a... Oh, I, I was going to just say he was born in 1834 on this date, died in 1907 now. Dmitry Ivanovich Mendeleev was a Russian chemist and inventor. And as we spoke about the periodic table yesterday, mm-hmm. he is best known for formulating the periodic law and creating a far-sighted version of the periodic table of elements. Actress Lana Turner, 1921 her birth, 1995 her death. Um, great picture of her here. She was an American actress over the course of her nearly 50-year career. She achieved fame both as a pinup model and a film actress, as well as for her highly publicized personal life. Some of her movies include The Imitation of Life, The Postman Always Rings Twice, Ziegfeld Girl, and Peyton Place in 1957. Three of the four you mentioned I knew well. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. 
But there was something else that caught my eye in your description. Oh, pinup girl. Huh. Interesting. All right, James Dean, born on this date in 1931, died in 1955. Kind of a studly guy, right? Yep. James Byron Dean was an American actor. He is remembered as a cultural icon of teenage disillusionment and socially uh, estrangement, as expressed in the title of his most celebrated film, A Rebel Without a Cause, in which he starred as a troubled teenager named Jim Stark. He also appeared in East of Eden in 1955 and Giant in 1956. Okay, the next one's a military guy, I think. William Tecumseh Sherman. Um, born in 1820, died in 1891. Now, Wasn't he born in Lancaster, I, I think? I'm thinking that there's a local connection, yes. Yes, he was. Uh, William Tecumseh Sherman was an American soldier, Businessman, educator, and author, he served as a general in the Union Army during the American Civil War, achieving recognition for his command of his units. What is he best known for? Uh, again, yeah, the war general, ma uh, major architect of modern warfare. Huh. Yeah, I remember, remember seeing that... Uh, Nameplate on the side of the of uh, thirty three, yes. old thirty three, as you go into Lancaster. But I, I wonder what they mean by modern warfare. Uh, let's see. He led Union forces in the crushing campaigns through South, marching through Georgia, and the Carolinas in eighteen sixty four, and eighteen sixty five. Let's see. He called it total war that went beyond combat between opposing military forces to include attacks both deliberate and indiscriminate upon civilians and non-military targets. Hmm. I see. I have some <coughs> concerns about that. But anyway... Okay, let's go on here. So Charles Wilkes. This uh, he was he died on this date in eighteen seventy seven. By the way, he was born in seventeen ninety eight. Charles Wilkes. W I L K E S. Yes, correct. And what was the year again? Birth year. Birth year seventeen ninety eight. Charles Wilkes was an, uh, an American naval officer, ship's captain, and explorer. He led the United States exploring, <coughs> excuse me, expedition. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, what did he discover? Uh, exploring expedition Trent Affair. But it doesn't tell me what that Trent affair is. No. Okay, and the last one this morning, um, Mary, Queen of Scots. She died on this date uh, in 1587. Um, 
She was born in uh, 1542, so she didn't have a very long life. Okay. So before we go to her. Yeah, that's the one that, uh, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she was beheaded on this day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Charles Wilkes uh, would explore and map the Pacific, Antarctica, and the northwest coast of the United States. At that time, it was a tremendous feat of navigation, and the expedition broadened the knowledge of the uncharted areas of the world and helped expand American commerce, industry, and scientific knowledge. So that's what it was. And why did they dislike Mary Queen of Scots so? Or why did the Queen? Well, let's see what we can find out here. Mary Queen of Scots was beheaded. She was forced abdication. Uh, let's see. She was six days old when her father died, and she acceded to the throne. At six days old. Why is Mary Queen of Scots called Bloody Mary? Because around 280 Protestants were burned at the stake for refusing to convert to Catholicism. And a further 800 fled the country. The religious persecution earned her the notorious nickname Bloody Mary among subsequent generations. So... Must have been a little bit of a revenge thing there. Well, yeah. Well, anyway. I brought um, the morning reporting from the New York Times today. And um, it says more Democratic governors, state governors, are saying that masks can be taken off now in schools. At a recent high school sports event in my community, and that's David Leonhardt who wrote this article, I ran into a teenager whom I have known for years. We gave each other enthusiastic hellos, and started to have a conversation, but it was impossible. There was some background noise in the gym, and he has a disability that affects how he communicates. Usually, it does not keep us from talking at length. This time, we both, with both of us masked, neither of us could follow what the other was saying. We smiled and gave up. It was not a big deal, but it reminded me that masks have both benefits and costs. They can slow down the transmission of the COVID-19 virus, especially medical-grade masks worn properly. They also impede human communication. Talking with a mask on, as Kathleen Pike, a psychology professor at Columbia University, has written, is like talking on your phone in a zone with a weak cell service. <laughs> okay. 
If you scroll through social media, you will find no shortage of people proclaiming that mask wearing is easy for them. I don't doubt it. But it is not so easy for many other people, including young children, people with learning disabilities, and people who are hard of hearing. The national debate over mask mandates in schools is picking up again. Just yesterday, Democratic governors in Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, and Oregon all announced the end of their statewide mandates to take effect in um, the coming weeks. It's a sign that more Americans, and not just Republicans, are ready to move to a new phase of the pandemic. The end of the statewide mandate is a huge step toward normalcy. That is a statement from New Jersey's Governor Philip Murphy, who went on to say, we can responsibly live with this thing. Still, Parts of the partisan divide will continue. In some left-leaning communities, school mandates will probably be, remain in, uh, remain even after Democratic governors lift statewide rules. In a newsletter last week, the author of this um, New York Times article promised to revisit our recent poll on partisan. COVID attitudes, and to consider a response from some liberal readers, the debate over school masking mass over school masking offers a way to do so. So, what about communal risk? The poll found that many Democrats, especially younger Democrats, seem to be overstating their personal risk from COVID. In response, some readers argued that exaggerating individual risk is actually a good thing because it leads to more support for COVID mitigation policies. You know, things like mask mandates and limits on public gatherings. The real problem, according to this view, is that the U.S. has done little rather has done too little to protect people from COVID. If exaggerating individual risk can reduce COVID's communal risk, isn't that a good thing? There is some logic to this line of thinking because the U.S. has indeed done too little to battle COVID. But the argument depends on the assumption that almost all COVID restrictions improve health, the public health. And that isn't necessarily true. Nearly every restriction has both benefits and costs. The question is, when do the benefits outweigh the costs? Well, with vaccines and boosters, the answer is clear. 
the benefits, a huge reduction in the risk of death, hospitalization, and other symptoms vastly outweighs the costs. A day or two of potentially feeling crummy. With many other mitigation strategies, however, the answer is murkier. The disruption and isolation of the past two years have contributed to increases in educational inequality, mental health problems, blood pressure, drug overdoses, violent crime, and other serious ills. Masks are an intriguing tool because they allow people to get together while also protecting themselves. Yet a growing number of Americans are nonetheless deciding that the costs of masks often fall short of the benefits, especially in schools. Well... a tough deal. If you'd like to read more about it, again, the New York Times, David um, Leonhardt. Let's go to another news source and news source and see what they have to say. Okay, showbiz time. Warner Brothers has been sued for releasing The Matrix Resurrections simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. The suit filed in Los Angeles County yesterday by the movie's co-producer, which is Village Roadshow Entertainment Group, alleges the same day released breached the contract and cut into box office ticket sales. I would think that's true. The Matrix Resolutions film grossed about $37 million domestically and $153 million worldwide. What they say is a fraction of the revenues the original trilogy garnered. Because the ticket sales were lower than expected, Village Roadshow argued it could lose the rights to the film as it can't fulfill contractual payments to Warner Brothers. The story goes on, this isn't the first time a movie studio has been sued over simultaneous releases. Last year, actress Scarlett Johansson settled a lawsuit with Disney after her contract for Black Widow was breached when the film was released on Disney Plus and in theaters at the same time, costing her millions of dollars in performance bonuses. 
Chinese tennis star Peng Shui um, announced her retirement and called her former allegations of sexual assault a misunderstanding during an interview with a French newspaper. The interview marked the second time she has retracted her earlier comments and the first time with Western media. The interview was conducted or delivered in front of a Chinese Olympic official who acted as a translator. The questions were received in advance and her answers were printed verbatim. Back in November, she kind of disappeared. Um, she was accusing a former Chinese vice premier of a sexual assault. That post, which was in social media, has now since been deleted. But she disappeared after that, and that raised international concern about her well-being. Anyway, she re-emerged weeks later claiming she was safe and denying having made the allegations. Sounds a little messy. Okay, this is kind of an interesting item. There's a man in Great Britain who had his spinal cord severed following a vehicle accident. <clears throat> This was five years ago. <clears throat> he has now regained the ability to walk due to a groundbreaking new implant. This was all reported yesterday. It marks the first time a patient with such an injury, which involves loss of motor and sensory function, has recuperated to the point where they may walk. There have been two other patients that saw similar results. In addition to vertebrae, the spinal column includes a large number of nerve fibers that communicate signals between the brain and the rest of the body. A complete break of the spine effectively cuts communication across large parts of the central nervous system. The prototype device connects the patient's severed nerve endings, transmitting and amplifying the signal from the brain. Scientists said the next step toward widespread adoption is no longer term trials that monitor the device's effect on the wider body function, including blood pressure. Interesting. Yeah. Hopeful results out of that. Yes. Well, let's see here. The 
Do you ever have trouble figuring out what shoes to wear when it's been snowing? No. I do. <laughs> what do you have on? First responder boots. Okay. Good treads. I'm basically wearing, what would you call those, gym shoes? Walking shoes. Okay. Yep. Um... But I have some old work boots that I've had for years, and early this season when the snows first started to fly, I wore, uh, I wore them. But they're leather, and they absorb the water. So my feet would be damp all day, right? I'm not having that experience with what I call gym shoes. Um... Are you still walking on top of the snow? Pretty much. You know, it hasn't thawed yet. I'm sure as it gets more slushy, maybe I'll regret the gym shoes. (laughs) But uh, I guess I need to um, look for a new pair of work boots that are more watertight. But so far, so good. So far, I guess I'm getting away with it. I don't know why I brought that up. All right. Um, let's see. Let's put these papers over here. Okay. Scott, um, I don't want to put you on the spot. I I know it's a very personal question. Have you ever been married? Oh, you know the answer to that. I think yeah. the answer is no. Yeah. I'll, d- I'll defer on okay. that question. Personal stuff. I'm sorry. Um... All right. I can always defer. Okay. Well, I've been married twice. Or plead the fifth. The question is, where? what's the best place to get married in our nation? In a church. (laughs) Well, I think they're talking more about um, (laughs) physical location. Yeah. Physical site. So um, this is a a report they do each year, and uh, I'll read read a part of the intro. Anyone who's ever organized a wedding knows all too well how difficult and time consuming the process can be. It's the reason many couples hire professional event planners to do the heavy lifting. And the cost only adds more stress. With the average couple shelling out around $22,500 for their big day. Between sending invitations, securing reservations, planning a menu, and obsessing over final touches on the cake, it's no wonder. Weddings are arranged months, even years, in advance. Tying the knot is a huge commitment, and the wedding industry is currently worth about $56.7 billion. Now, we must admit that's down quite a bit from $78 billion just a few years ago before COVID. 
At WalletHub, that's the report I'm reading from, we understand the logistical and financial stresses of that typically long march to I do. (laughs) In order to assist with the planning process, we compared more than 180 U.S. cities to find the cheapest and most convenient wedding destinations that also promise a memorable day. We examined each city across 28 key metrics, indicators of wedding friendliness ranging from average wedding costs to venues to event spaces per capita to hotel availability and so on and so on and so on. Okay. So, 180 cities they did, Scott. What is, um, pick, um, do you have a favorite city? Uh, I, yeah, I think I, I could probably name a couple. Myrtle Beach is one. South Carolina. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know if it'd fall in this 180 thing. Um, What city might that be near? Charleston, South Carolina. is about a couple hours south, maybe. Well, I I obviously asked you the wrong question because I'm having trouble finding it. But uh, let's let's just go a different direction then. Um, it's it's probably in here, but I can't find it. Okay, so who? What city do you guess? And I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, what? Which, Number one. Which way are we? I mean, what are we guessing? Best which, places to get married in the U.S. Oh, I'd say probably has to be Vegas, wouldn't it be? Vegas is number two. Orlando, Florida makes <clears throat> number one. Miami, Florida, three. Knoxville, Tennessee is four. Tulsa, Oklahoma, followed by El Paso, Tampa, Laredo, which is Texas, and at Atlanta. So that's the top nine. Now, Orlando ranks 15 in costs. So it's economical. The most economical, Laredo, Texas. It However, Orlando ranks number one in facilities and services available and number six in activities and attractions. Okay, so what do you think city makes it highest for Ohio? Uh... Cincinnati. You're correct. It comes in 22 out of the 180 cities listed. That's pretty good. Not bad. 
It comes in 56th for costs, 27th for facility and services, and 41st for activities and attractions. The next Ohio location is that of Cleveland. Cleveland comes in 69th. Columbus comes in 78th. Toledo comes in 84th. Do I have any others? Yeah, Akron comes in 117th. Highlight anything else here. Having trouble turning the pages. No. Now, uh, if you were a hundred and eighty page, hundred and eighty cities list, you probably don't want to come in dead last, right? Probably not. This is interesting to me. Pearl City, Hawaii, comes in dead last, 182nd. Hmm, that is interesting. Comes in 182nd for cost, that meaning it's the most expensive. 176th for facilities and services, and 122 for t- activities and attractions. It's just weird. Okay, so um, let's see. So we did the top ten. Charleston, West Virginia makes tenth. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, cities I especially like other than ones we've mentioned. I like Reno, Nevada. It came in 28th. I like Fresno. That came in 30th. That's in California. New Orleans, 33rd. Phoenix, 41st. Here's a town I'm not real fond of, Billings, Montana. <laughs> it's not Wyoming, but it's close. Way too close. Uh, it came in 44th, though. Interesting. Let's keep going here. How are we doing? Four minutes left in the show. L.A., 61st. Huntington, just down the road, 64th. Scottsdale, Arizona, great place, 66th. Louisville, Kentucky, 67th. Seattle, 70th. Pittsburgh, 76th. Fort Wayne, 77th. Turn the page. Oh, San Diego, 87th. I'm going to run out of time here. 
Any Wyomings? Here's Casper. Casper, Wyoming. 105th. Any other Wyomings? Cheyenne, 107th. Uh, you get the idea. All right. I have the COVID stats. There certainly isn't enough time to go through them all. But let me just generally say. Let's do Athens County. Um, we had 24 new cases yesterday, bringing the total cases thus far to 13,710, of which 11,946 are recovered. We have had um, 112 deaths. That number has been static for a week. We have 332 being hospitalized at the present time. Athens, keep it up. It's looking better. State of Ohio, you're looking better too. Um, we have been up in the 5,000 new cases a day, then down 4,000. We're now down to 25. 2,300 roughly a day. That's certainly steps in the right direction. Any reduction of those numbers is important. Now, some of these other figures, they jump around a little bit because it's when states turn in all of their data. Ohio, it's my feeling, is very accurate and very timely in turning in its data daily at the same time. But some of the other states, not so much. So um, perhaps we'll have time to take a look at some of this other stuff um, in more detail tomorrow. Okay, sports. Uh, needless to say, we got a football game this weekend. Yeah, speaking of, I just saw where Baroque State Park in mm -hmm. Gloucester area is temporarily renamed Borough State Park. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, in honor of Joey. And uh, Joey, I, I know he has been up there a few times and canoeing and enjoying the water area there. So. Yeah. That's a pretty cool tribute there in uh, Houston Woods State Park in uh, the Dayton area, temporarily named Icky Woods State Park in honor of the former Bengals running back okay. who created the Icky Shuffle. And Paint Creek State Park being temporarily named Evan McPherson Extra Point Creek State Park. Well, our um, Ohio... Basketball team is in Toledo tonight. That's a 7 o'clock game, so uh, catch it right here on our stations. And um, In our 72nd year Go of Bobcats. serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Power of the Dog leads the race to the Oscars. Well, Brother Phil? Jane Campion's gothic western has just received 12 nominations, the most of any other movie. Dune follows with 10. Fandango's Eric Davis on one of the nominees for lead actor. Will Smith, he becomes the third black actor to be nominated three times. Mm. Uh, and I think he is the front runner of this category. Love him in King Richard. I wrote me a 78-page plan for their whole career before they was even born. Steven Spielberg is nominated for his eighth directing prize for West Side Story. The awards will be handed out March 27th. States and school districts across the country are getting the okay to lift mask mandates. But Vanderbilt University's Dr. William Schaffner is concerned. Better to wear the mask a month too long than take off the mask a month too soon because we don't suddenly want to see a splurge of infections occur that slow down this move away from the pandemic to endemic. California is doing away with mask mandates for vaccinated people indoors next week. The retired pope is asking for pardon in the clergy sex abuse scandal. Reporter Sabina Castelfranco from Rome. Pope Emeritus Benedict asked forgiveness today for errors made in the handling of sexual abuse cases while he was Archbishop of Munich, saying he had great responsibilities in the Catholic Church. But Benedict failed to admit personal wrongdoing in four specific cases. Police in Washington state have arrested a suspect in a supermarket shooting that left one person dead and another in critical condition. This woman works at the Fred Meyer store in Richland. I was helping someone with their groceries when my boss and a bunch of people started running outside and saying, run, run, there's an active shooter. The motive, unclear. Drive a Kia or a Hyundai? There's a warning to park them outside. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert is in Detroit. This is related to a problem with a possible electrical short in the anti-lock brake module. 11 fires have been reported, but no injuries. The 2014 through 18 models affected are some of Kia and Hyundai's biggest names, including the Sportage, Santa Fe, Tucson, and K900. All eyes are on the women's slalom and an American skier. CBS's Steve Futterman is at the Winter Games. This will be Michaela Schifrin's second event at the Beijing Olympics. The first event was just a disaster. That was the giant slalom. She fell and missed a gate at the very start of the first run and was disqualified. She won gold in this event eight years ago at the Sochi Olympics. This is CBS News. Find your next great hire with Indeed. Our hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is 